You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are featuring Purdue Extension. And with that, it's my privilege and joy to welcome into the podcast two new friends and one old, uh, Matthias, Katie, and Sam. Welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Hey, great. Good. Good. How are you? Awesome. Hey, I'm doing great. It's uh, about time for Thanksgiving dinner, so I can't get much happier than that, right? Exactly. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for uh, taking your time to do this. I know it's kind of a, a busy and crazy season we're all facing right now, so I appreciate your guys' time and for us to coordinate this all for all four of us to be together at the same time. So excited to share what Purdue Extension is all about and what it is. Um, I'm still learning, so this is going to be a good learning lesson for me as well as a lot of our listeners who aren't familiar with Purdue Extension and what it does. Before we jump into that, I want to kind of let our listeners get to know a little bit about each of you. Let's start with you, Katie. Uh, where are you from originally? How'd you get to uh, connect with Purdue Extension? Yeah, so uh, my name's Katie Sweet. I am the 4-H Youth Development Extension Educator in Hendricks County. Um, I'm originally from Warren County, Indiana, so um, not too far away from Lafayette. Um, I was a 10-year 4-H member there. Uh, I actually knew I wanted to be a 4-H educator from when I was in eighth grade and went on a trip to Purdue with my 4-H group. Um, just fell in love uh, with the, the idea of being a 4-H educator. So I got my uh, undergrad degree at Ball State University. So chirp, chirp, sorry, boilers. <laughs> um, and then I decided Indiana was too cold for me and went south for a bit. Um, I went to North Carolina State University where I got my master's degree in extension education. Um, and then I came back and actually started up in Marshall County, Indiana um, as a 4-H educator up there. So I got my start there, was there a couple of years, and then headed to Hendricks County. And I've been here since 2015. Awesome. Hey, no problem with Ball State. I got a couple of family members that went there. So we have no problem with the Cardinals. And shout out to my brother-in-law, Tushan, who actually is a, a Wolfpack, a North, uh, North Carolina State alum himself. So we're, we're okay with that. <laughs> Sam, how about, uh, how about you, Sam? Well, and Sam Johnson, 4-H Youth Development Extension Educator in Allen County, Indiana, which a large part of Allen County. Um, I also have uh, uh, some additional responsibilities in the district as an East District Fellow, which means I have the pleasure of uh, assisting our East District Directors with some professional development opportunities, as well as some fun administrative stuff. Um, I, I was a tenure 4-H member in Steuben County, uh, but I, I, I wasn't like a lot of 4-H members, and I didn't do a lot of, li I didn't do livestock. Um, I did indoor projects, um, and so I uh, did 10 years there. I, I moved away to New York City at 18 years old and studied acting there, did, did some acting work for a few years. I was in New York for six years, um, did a little bit of a stint in corporate America, and then moved back to the area. got my, my bachelor's and my master's, both in communication at Purdue Fort Wayne. And, and as I was wrapping up my master's program, I, I learned about the opening here in Allen County for 4-H Youth Development. And, and that was a little over eight years ago. Awesome. Sounds great. And it sounds like a natural fit for you to walk right into after, after uh, completing your degree. Well, Sam and Katie are my new friends. And of course, my old friend, Matthias, who I know from Purdue University, we uh, played some hoops together in college and of yep. course went to uh, the same uh, church at Purdue Christian Campus House. Shout out to Campus House. And uh, probably spent a lot of time over at the Joshua House as well together. Just a little. Just good, a little. Good to reconnect with you, Matthias, uh, on this project here. How are you doing? I am doing well today. How are you today, Adam? I can't complain. 
Tell good, us, good. I, I know a little bit about you, but let's let our listeners hear some more about you as well. All right. Well, like, like Adam said, my name is Matthias Single. Um, I grew up in a booming metropolis of Walton, Indiana. Um, if you don't know where that's at, you've never been lost. So, um, but I was a t- tenure 4-H member in Cass County, um, then went to Purdue after that and got in, or majored in animal agribusiness. Thought I wanted to be a veterinarian, but um, chemistry was quick to tell me that that was not for me. So, um, switched over to animal agribusiness and uh, worked a couple years in a hog finish or a, a hog barn, and then went into sales after that for about ten to twelve years, something like that. And then answered a phone call one day from a good friend of mine and um, made the switch to extension and haven't looked back. So, I've uh, been in extension now for about uh, eighteen months, and it's been very, very good. So. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for letting our listeners get to know a little more about you. Excited to share this episode with everybody. Let's let's jump into it. So again, some people might be clicking on this episode referencing, what is Purdue Extension? Sam, do you mind kind of just letting our, our listeners know, give a broad overview of what Purdue Extension is and does? Sure thing. Well, in Extension, we often like to say that we're Indiana's best kept secret. Um, there are a, a lot of folks who don't know who we are and what we do, but uh, we, are, we are changing that day by day. Uh, Purdue Extension is a partnership between Purdue University and every county in the state of Indiana, that's 92 counties, we've got 92 extension offices throughout the state. Uh, And with that, we're able to bring research-based information into every county in Indiana. And we focus on uh, 4-H, which is our youth development component. We also have agriculture and natural resources, uh, community development, and health and human sciences. So we cover pretty much the gamut of, I like to think of Purdue Extension as a real-life Pinterest. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so if it has to do with kids or home or money or plants or uh, fields um, or, or community development in general, um, we, we cover that here with Purdue Extension. Awesome. I appreciate you kind of giving that overview. Like you mentioned, this is in all 92 counties too. It's not just something that's in the West Lafayette or Fort Wayne area. This, Correct. this week yeah. is all 92. Like, I like how you said it, Indiana's best kept secret because like, like I said earlier, I, I didn't even know kind of what it is or what it does. And I admittedly thought it just had to do with ag or, or state fair and stuff like that. As I had Jason Henderson on my uh, podcast last year, kind of talking about Purdue's involvement at the state fair and, and all the ag business, things like that. So thank you for enlightening me and our listeners. Um, like we said, it, it reaches all 92 counties. So, and I'm sure each county is unique to, to what it does. And we'll kind of get into some of those programs here in a little bit. Kind of want to talk about obviously big topic facing us right now is COVID. And I'm sure that's created some challenges for all of you guys and what you do. Talk about how you guys have kind of worked through the challenges that COVID has um, brought you guys, because I know you guys do a lot of hands-on stuff. You guys put on uh, programs in the community. Talk about um, kind of just working through that in respects to each of your individual counties. Uh, Katie, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, a lot has changed in the past, uh, I would say year. Like, Um, what we have done, how we've gone about doing programming. Um, My focus area is 4-H youth development. 
Um, and our motto in 4-H is to make the best better. And I think, honestly, we tried to take that mentality and run with it, especially when COVID hit. <laughs> and we had to adjust what we were doing and we had to take what we were given and make the best out of what we could. So um, I feel like we, we use the term pivot a lot. So we pivoted a lot of our programs pretty quickly um, after the initial shock kind of happened this spring. Um, we were able to do a lot of really awesome virtual programming, at-home programs, um, and not just necessarily at the county level, but state and national 4-H had also been able to provide some at-home 4-H activities for kids to do. Um, for Hendricks County, I have about 1,400 4-Hers that range from first grade all the way up to 12th grade, and I have about 350 adult volunteers. Um, so trying to keep up that constant communication um, with the adult volunteers and 4-Hers and telling them what was coming up uh, to the best of my knowledge was really interesting this spring and has continued to be interesting. Um, uh, it's, it was one of those that every day was something different. Um, but some things that we did was, one was our mini 4-H virtual day camp. So mini 4-H in Hendricks County is for first and second graders. They kind of get a taste for 4-H, um, try some different projects, more fun, educational, just um, not necessarily the competitive part that regular 4-H brings into it. Um, but we had a virtual 4-H day camp that was a week in the summer, um, an hour a day, and kids were connected with uh, uh, some essential workers each day. So they got some career development. Um, we talked to a construction person. We talked to um, a food industry person. Uh, so just showing them, you know, the different jobs that are still, that were still happening in everyday life. And we did some fun activities. We did like 4-H in a box activities where they actually got mailed some activities and we did them together on screen. Um, and then we had some like volunteer development that switched from being in person to totally virtual. Um, I had specific leader meetings where we just focused on how are you going to have a virtual meeting? What does that look like? What are your different platforms? Because at that time, we only had, I think, WebEx with Purdue, and that was all we were really familiar with. So we had adapted to Zoom and what, were, what else was out there. Um, as a West Central Camp Association, which is part of who Hendricks County camps with, um, we had about 20 some counties that got together and we actually put on a virtual 4-H camp for kids, um, third through sixth grade. Um, had a Google Sites that we used, um, lots of ac activities, both live and pre-recorded that kids could do and they won prizes, um, got t-shirts, really cool COVID camp t-shirts, um, some just really different way of doing camp. Um, again, making the best out of the situation we were given. Um, and we were able to really connect uh, across the state with programs too. So um, I had 4-Hers that were able to virtually participate in programs uh, out of Northern Indiana, out of Southern Indiana, out of other counties um, that we weren't necessarily offering, but because it was virtual, we had kids that were able to connect with different 4-Hers from across the state, which was really awesome too. Um, so that was a little bit about what Hendricks County was doing, um, and we continue to adapt and <laughs> adjust as needed for our programming. Cool. Thank you, Katie. How about you up in Allen County, Sam? So yeah, toward, toward the beginning of, of COVID, I heard somebody say that chaos helps us think of things in new ways, and that has really stuck with me through the past several months. Um, too often, I think, and not just an extension, but in every organization, we we kind of get into autopilot. We, we do things the, the same way we did the last time we did it because that's how we know how to do it, right? <laughs> well, we weren't able to do anything the way we always had done it this year. So we really were able to think outside of the box. We had the luxury of a little bit of extra time 
to prioritize and to think about how we were delivering some of these programs. And, and in 4-H, when, when you pride yourself on learning by doing and, and experiential learning, um, and hands on, roll up your sleeves and do science, it was really difficult to, to pivot, as Katie said earlier, and figure out ways to be able to continue that sort of programming in a more virtual world. But uh, I'm all about finding those silver linings and there have been several. Um, so in, in our work with science, technology, engineering, math, and agriculture, as well as civic engagement and healthy living, um, I think educators around the state in 4-H have, have just done an amazing job of, of pivoting and being able to still provide these programs for young people uh, outside of their formal education. You know, we also, we, we pride ourselves in being informal education, um, fun learning, and, and, and instilling a love of learning for a lifetime. So uh, with, with some of that, the, the, the county lines were pretty much uh, uh, made invisible with Zoom, as, as Katie had mentioned. People were able to participate in a, a broader array of, of programming that was being offered not only statewide but nationally. And, and people had a lot more choice as to checking off boxes that they're interested in or checking off boxes of things they didn't realize they were interested in until they saw a hire come across Facebook or other social media or email. Uh, so it, it's been, it's been um, really interesting and, and, and uh, I, I don't want to say it's been fun in the midst of a pandemic, but again, I try to find those silver linings and, and there have been some, some real happy accidents that have occurred as a result of shifting the way that, that we're doing things. Uh, yeah. what, one of those is based on civic engagement was Katie started um, a, a book club with uh, extension educators um, in the, in the, beginning of the pandemic for a bit of professional development opportunity. And we had a few state specialists who, who got the idea of perhaps starting a, a, a yeah, youth social justice book club with kids across the state. And we've got 24 kids across the state who are for the next three months reading some books that deal with social justice topics. And, and again, that's not something that we would have been able to do with all, all 24 of those kids in a coffee shop in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, one of those kids actually lives in New York City throughout the year and does 4-H in Indiana in the summer. So we, we, we've actually got kids outside of the state for that too. So that wouldn't have been able to happen had we not been able to provide that virtually. That's awesome. It sounds like it's got giving you guys a chance to pause, reflect, like you mentioned, and just maybe even slow down. You, get, you, guys, you mentioned when we were kind of prepping for this, just yes. doing everything so fast all the time, but this is giving you a chance to kind of slow down, pause, regroup and kind of yes I, i've said many times we were all trapped in a culture of busy before the pandemic where we felt if if our heads weren't spinning and somebody asked us how we were if, if we couldn't say oh i'm so crazy busy we didn't feel like we were being successful or productive and, and i think we've all realized we can still be very productive and still take time to take care of ourselves in the midst of of a pandemic yeah for sure and I appreciate you sharing that, Sam, and, and, and keeping that perspective, like you said, the silver line is keeping a positive attitude despite the challenges, obviously so important <laughs> these days. Oh, to definitely. Do that. <laughs> uh, what about you over in uh, Howard County, Matthias? Yeah, so like uh, both of them mentioned before, we, we also had to pivot on ag and natural resources side. Um, one thing that the Area 8 educators, which is kind of the counties right around us, or at least in Howard County, uh, so Tipton, Clinton, Carroll, Cass, Fulton, Miami, Grant, and I think there's one more that I'm missing in there. But we all came 
all the ag and natural resources educators came together and delivered a series of lunch and learns on horticulture or, or home, home horticulture topics. Seven weeks long, um, they were ran from 1230 to one in the afternoon, gave, gave people a chance to kind of tune in and get some timely topics. We would never have got to the, the level of participation that we would have gotten to in an in-person setting. Uh, weekly, we had close to 100 people every week, if not somewhere around that number. But it wasn't just the number of people, it was where they were tuning in for. In our post surveys each week, we asked a zip code of where they were viewing. Yes, a lot of them came from across the state of Indiana, but one week in particular, we had somebody in Washington. We had somebody in Missouri tune in multiple times. There was another person in Virginia um, there's several in Ohio, Illinois. So not only did we serve a, help serve the local clientele, we helped serve the, na the national clientele as well. So not only did we, um, we, we were able to just to branch out a little bit more than what we were used to in the past. So um, that's kind of what we did for COVID on, on this side. That's awesome. Yeah, like you, you guys keep saying, like being able to reach people outside the state. You know, if you're holding these things in person, you know, the people probably only in your community or your county are going to show up, but the fact that you have, you've been able to stretch across the state and the country, any, you know, also additional exposure for Purdue and the Purdue name is always uh, an added bonus for that. But more importantly, you guys are helping other people who might not mm -hmm. otherwise had access to this. To these right. I know many health and human sciences educators here in area in, in the Northeast part of the state really, really worked together. Um, and I'm sure they did throughout the state, but I, just, I can speak from experience with the ones I know up here uh, in Northeastern Indiana. They uh, really worked together to provide a, a, a gamut of programming for financial, nutrition, um, you know, child development and wellness um, that, that they were able to provide statewide again um, throughout as, and, and mental health as well that has yeah. been um, uh, mm -hmm. on the forefront of lots of our Purdue Extension programming. And, and, and that's just going to become a, a bigger need as we, as we get into the, the winter months now. Yeah, definitely for sure. Thank you for mentioning that as well. It's so important, uh, just the mental health of everybody uh, right now through these challenging times. Uh, appreciate you adding that, Sam. I want to kind of hit on a couple other things. Um, as Matthias and I were kind of talking about uh, doing this uh, podcast episode, he mentioned some of the cool uh, individual programs that are happening. Maybe not every county, but some of the counties any of you guys are able to kind of talk about these. One of the ones that stood out to me is just the UAV, the drones technology that farmers are using just to kind of help uh, scout crops or parts of their field that are hard to reach. Um, talk about those or the trade centers or STEM or just any kind of these programs that any of you guys want to touch on that, whether it was pre-COVID or during that, uh, that Purdue Extension does. Yeah, so I'll start with the uh, UAV program that you mentioned there, Adam. So a little bit of background on the UAV program is a group of educators like myself came together a couple years ago and saw a need in the community or even in the state for uh, people to learn about drones. Um, they wanted to use them, help scout fields was the initial uh, thought behind it. But as they opened the box and tried to get into it a little bit more, they realized it has so many more uses than just scouting fields. I mean, that's, that's what the program was originally designed for but we've had people take that program that have, use it on golf courses. They've used it uh, for uh, realtors uh, to measure houses and to get an idea of um, a bird's eye view of the pro property that they could be selling. So it's just a lot of different ways. 
And what this program really does, it kind of preps you to take the Part 107 test for the FAA. So it goes into all the rules and regulations to help you prep for the test in order to get your unmanned aerial vehicle license. Um, it all, we also take it into camera settings and do a lot of other hands-on work. We actually get to fly the drones in the class, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, it's more than just taking a bird into the air and looking down. It's actually taking that and using the technology that's on those UAVs or those birds and helping it apply not only to farmers, but to anybody else that could or has the need for UAV technology. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Matthias. That, that sounds like a fun one to be, uh, to be a part of. That's really cool. It, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to teach and a lot of fun to take. So. Sam or Katie, you guys have any other examples? Well, yeah, uh, this weekend, and I, I have to give a shout out to our state 4-H office. They have pivoted a lot as well. And so, you know, we have, we have 4-H and extension in every county in Indiana, but we also have a large presence on campus in West Lafayette. Uh, and so we've had specialists who've been able to pivot and provide virtual experiences for youth throughout the summer, whereas we've got trips to Purdue University, to uh, Indianapolis, to Washington, D.C. Um, throughout the summer that we just weren't able to do this year. But uh, we, we did have specialists who were working overtime and, and getting things around so that kids could still have those experiences, career development and college exploration um, virtually. And then this weekend, uh, that the state office is providing a statewide leadership summit. Um, and, and unfortunately, here in Allen County, we were planning to do that in person, but with today's news of, of Allen County and several other states in northeastern Indiana being declared red counties, um, we, are, we are pivoting thanks to uh, the, the opportunity from the state office to be able to provide that virtually as well. Uh, so we, we are still planning things going forward, but we, we do have that virtual component just in case things change. And we, we've all seen things change at the last minute for the last several months now. So this, this virtual component, I don't see it going away. Uh, it, it, is, it, it has allowed more people to participate than we would have been able to have if it had just been in person. Gotcha. And to follow up with that, I feel like uh, I think Sam touched on this a little bit earlier too. You know, we have been working um, really well over the past couple months, I think, as educators. I feel like even though we've not seen each other in person in a really long time, <laughs> educators have worked closer together um, to provide programming across the state. Um, and I, I, I know it's the same way in the Ag and Natural Resources and the Health and Human Sciences and Community Development. Um, so even though we're, you know, far apart, we've still been able to do some really awesome programs statewide. Um, a couple other things that really stick out to me, like right now there is a 4-H program. It's a short-term program. We call them SPARK programs. They're designed to like spark an interest in something. And we have a party planning one going on currently. <laughs> it's virtual and has statewide participants in it. Um, our Clover Gaming Connection, um, which is like the science behind board games, a lot of counties have been able to uh, pivot that and make that into more of a virtual option for kids. Um, and we've had some state help on that as well. Um, I'm on a committee right now that we're working on putting together a life lessons session, um, which we are gonna launch in January. We'll start advertising here in a little bit um, for high schoolers to pretty much help prepare them for after high school. Like, how do you take care of your car? How do you do laundry? How do 
you, you know, uh, what is insurance? What does that mean? <laughs> um, Self-care, we're gonna talk about uh, like online safety. Um, again, just an opportunity that a lot of educators might do some component of that in their county, um, but this has been uh, allowed us to work, I think, smarter um, as a team um, across the state to offer more kids the opportunity to explore these different programs. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so great because, you know, just hit on the importance of, of Purdue Extension to help have these programs available to especially kids and school-aged children just to maybe gauge what they might be interested. They might not know or think they have an idea of what they, they want to do and they get to try it out and figure out they don't or find they like something else out, right? Definitely. And, you know, I've, I've said several times too that if in Extension, uh, no matter what program area we specialize in, we're all in the business of people. And, and as Katie said, even though we've, we've not been able to see each other in person as much as all of us would like, um, 2020 will always be the year that social distancing brought us closer together. And that is educators as well as county for 4-H and extension uh, groups. Uh, our, our, our volunteers and our 4-H kids came together so amazingly well throughout the summer to make in-person 4-H judging happen. And while we didn't have a fair, we were able to provide some of those in-person experiences. Um, and you know, 56 counties were able to do in-person experiences for, for 4-H over the summer. Um, and, and all 92 counties had a virtual component for their, for their fair or their judging. So that was a pretty spectacular uh, uh, show of force that happened throughout that summer. Cool. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just 2020's done a lot of things, good or bad, but it's definitely, I think, given us all perspective too and kind of reevaluated what's what's important and, and those close to us as well. Like you said, even though we're socially distant, we are, are I think, are drawing closer to the, those people people as well, right? So despite our yeah. challenges or differences or whatever it may be. So awesome. This has been so great, guys. I love it. Uh, anything else that you guys want to add that I haven't asked? Well, I would just say if you're interested, you know, we've got programs for, for kids in, in kindergarten through adults 100 years old. Um, if you're interested in, in real life Pinterest, right, contact your, local, you contact your local extension office and we can get you, we can get you um, set up with some pretty, pretty great opportunities. Yes. And I think uh, along with that, um, and Sam mentioned this when he was talking about the, uh, like at the beginning of what extension is and everything, um, something we also do really well is be that connector. Um, so if our county doesn't have something, but we know another county does, so let's say we know Howard County is doing something really cool, um, and they call our office and ask, you know, hey, do you have this? If we don't, we know the people to connect them to, um, and we know that we're going to have that research-based information that we can share with people, um, whether it's in our, our county or outside of our county. I think that's the really awesome thing about Extension is we connect people to each other, to the resources, um, in and out of our counties. Awesome. Well said, guys. Matthias, you had something. Yeah. Add? One thing. I, one thing I would like to add is, don't be afraid to, afraid to reach out to your local extension educators. Um, at least on the ag and natural resources side, I have fielded quite a few hor home horticulture questions that I had absolutely no idea what the answer was. <laughs> but we've got a backing of extension specialists and the other 92 ag and natural resource educators across the, the state of Indiana that. Maybe they know the answer. So just because we don't know the answer doesn't mean that somebody in our network does not know the answer. We can generally find you an answer. So. Awesome. Well said. Hey, and you guys kind of were 
leaning into my next question, if somebody's listening today, like you, uh, Sam said, this is for uh, you know children through adults your whole life. Purdue Extension might have something for you. If somebody's listening today or watching this on our website, where can they go if they want to find out more, whether it's your own county or just if there's a general website that will get you connected to any county? I would honestly say the easiest thing is to you Google Purdue Extension and then whatever county you're looking for. Um, and if you know specific areas of what you want, so like if you want 4-H, Google Indiana 4-H and it'll take you right there. That'll be the easiest one. <laughs> Awesome. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam and Matthias. <laughs> I, I think the formal um, website is extension.purdue.edu, and that'll get you into just about anything you want to go. But I like the Google idea too. That's what I generally do. So um, I'm right there along with you. You can imagine the website is pretty heavy with information because we do do a lot. So sometimes it's just easier to kind of to, to Google exactly what you're looking for and, and take you right there rather than search around. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, I would uh, definitely recommend anybody who's listening to this, go check it out and just see what's out there. I mean, go explore, especially in a, in a day where we're kind of age where we're stuck at home. I mean, find some of these, you mentioned so many really, really cool virtual programs. So go ahead, check them out and see what's out there for yourself or your children, if you have any, and just kind of, you know, make the, make the best of the situation we're in, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Like, like 4-H's motto, making the best better. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. See? Awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much. Unless you have anything else to add, I just I want to thank you guys again for uh, joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, right. thank you very much. Awesome. Katie and Sam, great to meet you guys through this, and always good to see you again, Matthias. Always good to see you, Adam. Awesome. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys, and Boiler Up. Happy Boiler Up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter, at Full Steam Pod, and you can always listen to, like, comment, Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.